0: welding instructor alex Declare knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact airpods pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear
1: hi there Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go.
0: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: Thanks for listening to the H.E.R.D. podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the H.E.R.D. at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR.
1: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Well, he is as good a right tackle as the sport has had in a decade. He's decade, he signed on an extension, which I thought was crucial because my concern is for teams like Philadelphia, they lose Shane Steichen. Uh, Kelsey's getting Jason Kelsey's getting old at center, which has always been an underrated position on a football team. They had some free agent losses on the defensive side. The schedule's significantly harder. And I mean these Eagle fans, I mean I said they were winning the division. They came after me very hurtful. So, Lane Johnson reached out and said, we need to talk. And so, Lane Johnson's joining us. Okay, let's start with this. Is that the concerns? I think Shane Steichen is brilliant. I think the Colts got a star coach. And when Nick Sariani Lane came to Philly, the first seven or eight games were rocky. He gave play calling to Shane Steichen, and everything changed. Now he yeah. leaves. Are you concerned? Yeah. You saw Steichen in person. He's—I mean—he molds his offense to the player. Should I be concerned about that?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it really goes down to it's a transition in a lot of places. I think when you look, I think at least your argument was uh, past Super Bowl teams the year after. Um, usually, they do face adversity. Usually, it is a different team. Usually, the t- the schedule is tougher. So. Yeah, we do have a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, I think Brian Johnson is going to do an exceptional job. Who's been with Jalen for um, you know a long time, um, you know in his career. But yeah, Shane was very good. He was uh, like you said. I feel like he did a great job with with Herbert and San Diego did a good job with Jalen and really knows how to mold the offense around uh, their player. And I think he'll do fine with Anthony Richardson uh, with the Colts. But yeah, to your argument, uh, yeah, I remember uh, the year after the Super Bowl. Um, We ended up making it to the playoffs, but the first stretch of the season was very tough. Uh, We didn't play up to our standard and had to sneak our way in. But yeah, it it usually is different. Um, But I feel like the mindset going into a thing like this is the focus has to be even more turned up. So when expectations get higher, you just get more in your routine and, and sticks to what's important.
2: Well, between the Sooners in Oklahoma and the Eagles, you have played for arguably the two most rabid fan bases, college and pro. Uh, they get very uh, defensive. They love, very tribal. They love their teams. Is give me an, adv- uh, you know, the disadvantage to that is sometimes there's, you know, lack of self-awareness and fans are over the top. Give me the advantage. It's unique to playing for a fan base that is on you every snap?
3: Yeah, just what you said. I think when you have the pressure, you have people that care about football in that manner, that it forces the player to uh, become the best version of himself. So I feel like when pressure is applied, um, things are at stake, and yeah, I feel like that's been my advantage, um, at least playing for Oklahoma and for Philly. Uh, Yeah, it is a tough market. Uh, Players usually don't last very long, but yeah, it, uh, that, that is the advantage, is that it keeps you at your best.
2: Are you worried at all? The Buffalo Bills said this offseason, and Josh Allen's six six two fifty. 250, he can't run as much. He just can't. And one of the stories mm-hmm. about Jalen Hurts was he was banged up for the last six weeks, and yet he's yeah. so tough. At some point, he has to run less, right? That seems obvious.
3: Yeah, yeah I think, I mean, obviously it's been a big part of his game. But it's nothing you don't want to take away. But like you said, there's there's times and there's chances when, it's, when to put your body, uh, you know, at risk. But, yeah, I mean, it's all about making good decisions. You can scamper and you can get a 20-yard, 15-yard gain and not get touched. Do it and be elusive. But like you said, uh, I feel like, you know, quarterbacks, if they consistently run, I feel like the mantra is out is that, you know, usually injuries do occur. And that's yeah. been a pretty common theme. So, Utilize it to your advantage, and, yeah, um, I think moving forward, just be smart with what you're doing.
2: You re-sign. Now, you're a younger player than Kelsey, and, and and Kelsey, I think, you know, if he retired after the year, wouldn't be shocked. He's as good a center as we probably had in a decade. I mean, he's a dominating center. He's on a short list of the best ever. There was talk yeah. that maybe you'd been banged up. You weren't sure. I was told he you made a lot of money. Was there a moment that you thought, after another grueling year, you got banged up a little bit, it's hard, <laughs> was there yeah. a moment that you thought, you know, I made a lot of money, I've had a great life, I'm moving on?
3: For myself or yeah. else? you? Uh Yeah, I mean, uh, the only time I thought about retiring is whenever I obviously had my ankle injury a few years ago, and the year after was very difficult for me to move or be mobile as much as I was, but... Ever since that's cleared up, um, I mean, I feel like the injury I had this past year was the recovery was a lot quicker. But no, I feel like uh, for me, I was a late bloomer in high school, a late bloomer in college. And I feel like a late bloomer, like my best ball is going to be between the ages of 30 to 35. So uh, in a lot of positions where, um, you know, speed is very important. I feel like for me, the O-line position, I have to be quick in a five-yard box. So a lot of me is about being quick in a short area. So um, as you see uh, guys are able to play a long time in the tackle position you know we 40 Jason Peters 40 I think Trents you know 35 36 so um yeah I, I i would like to be able to go out on a high note but like i said I, you know 3 to 4 more years uh, is what i see
2: so what um years ago Sean McVay said i'm not playing any starters in the preseason i'm not getting these guys hurt and the rams started 8 and 0 and since then, uh-huh. a lot of teams have scaled back on bigs, especially, playing a snap yeah. in the preseason. If you had your druthers, your call, I would have no problem with an offensive lineman saying, man, this season's long on my hands. I play in cold weather in Philadelphia. Like, I, my shoulders, my knees. If it was up to you, would you play in the preseason?
3: Uh, I would at least go out there and at least have one game to where you can simulate uh, opening drive. Uh, if you do play into the second half to face those different situations. But when we do have the joint practices and we do end up playing these guys later in the week for a preseason game, those two days of practice are full. I mean, it's worse than a game for <laughs> uh, everybody involved. I mean, it really is. I mean, you're doing a lot of different drills, a lot of different scenarios. I remember we played Cleveland last year there in the Jets the season before. And those are days that we're going to be talking about for the rest of our lives because it's just like <laughs> you're looking around. I saw I saw Brandon Graham uh, talking to himself, a little bit of self-talk. So anytime guys get to, get to that point, you know uh, you know you've, you've been pushed. All
2: right, Lane Johnson. By the way, six annual offensive line mastermind summit next Friday, Saturday. Two hundred and fifty offensive linemen attending. Hall of Famer Jay Glazer, Mike Pereira. Are you at that puppy?
3: Yes. Yes, I am there. Um, so yeah, we started out, you know, six years ago with like 25 people and, uh, yeah, we're having Orlando pace, uh, Bruce Matthews, uh, Mark Slareth, just Saturday. Uh, yeah, my whole idea was just to get these guys in the room and I feel like the community is pretty tight and yeah, a lot of the younger uh, college guys are coming top 50 uh, guys in the NFL. So really just getting, uh, a chance to learn from the best uh, getting those guys on the stage and let them talk about their, their careers, follow up by questions. And then, you know, we break down a lot of film.
2: He's hanging out in Napa, probably drinking some nice wine before he has to go to work. Enjoy yourself lane. You're great. Appreciate you stopping by.
3: Yep. Thanks for having me Colin.
2: You bet. Lane Johnson of proud Oklahoma Sooner, Philadelphia Eagle, those are impassioned fan bases. Now, you grew up. You said a Jets fan. How? Because the Eagles were in the NFC. Did you have no regard, no animosity toward the Eagles?
4: I think I liked Randall Cunningham a little yeah. bit. He was he had yeah. moxie, You're and running was, like, around, excited. guy. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Eagles weren't really that relevant. When so, I who was did a you really
2: guy. have disdain for? Uh, Miami
4: Dolphins. For sure, and the New York Giants, because they were the good New York team, and we were the stinky New York. And team.
2: you didn't like at all the Dolphins, not the Patriots, the Dolphins.
4: Oh, I did not. The Patriots were irrelevant. I mean, back in the so yeah, in the that was Giants.
2: the Marino days. Yeah, Marino killed us. The fake spike.
4: I was like in tears as a young kid. The fake spike. Do you remember the you last remember game you cried at? I do. The Ted Lasso season finale, where the oh, I shouldn't give a spoiler.
2: The uh, last game. Oh, like live, real. Sports when you were game. a kid watching that, you cried at.
4: It might have been the fake spike, Dan Marino. Fake spiking. The Jets were rolling. They were headed to the playoffs. <laughs> Dan Marino calls for this fake spike at I the line of scrimmage. It. The Jets are befuddled. And, and, and I'll never forget, I th- I'm almost certain Marino targets Aaron Glenn, who was like an awesome cornerback and just wasn't ready. Touchdown. And the Jets, like, it was, that was it. It was just, like, devastating. And I, I, I don't know if I was a puddle, but I was very sad.
2: Mine was years ago. On the orange couch, Cincinnati Reds, Monday Night Baseball. You cried over a like baseball at, game. Well, that's when you, I used to, you know, like Monday Night Baseball game, you watched it. Was it the big red machine? Yeah, and yeah. it was at the tail end of it, and they were facing the Cardinals, and I forget the pitcher; It could have been Al Roboski, and it, it, Reds got the bases loaded or something. I think it was in St. Louis, crowd cheering, and I, I don't remember the reliever. It could have been Roboski. He struck out some Cincinnati I think it was Bob Robertson was the older... The Reds were kind of getting... They moved. do you hear
4: that? That's our audience okay. going away right now because you're talking about 70 sports again. If somebody can it find that Two days that game? in a row,
2: what are we I don't know what's happening.
4: Well, it is ju- it's is—it's very close to 4th of July weekend.
2: There's not a lot going on, oh, yeah. my, so I'm reminiscing. By the way, my
4: family's in a bowling alley right now. They asked to put the show on the big screen, and it is on the big screen. I hope they're not showing, like, the closed caption. And, and we're arguing about when was the last time I cried at a sporting
2: event. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR.
1: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds
5: No,
2: no, no, no. Turn on the news.
1: This is the Herdline News.
2: Let's let's talk
4: about something you like. Joe Burrow, one of your favorite guys. He's eligible for a contract extension, reportedly in no rush to get one signed. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, Burrow could wait for Justin Herbert to set the market first with his deal. Then Burrow could ask for a little bit more. So a little game of chicken, if you will, Herbert and Burrow. You know, that's a dangerous game. Uh, actually, because Justin Herbert, I think they're, uh, I'm probably going overboard. I think there's a world where the Chargers sneak into the Super Bowl this year. They're, I think they're that good. The potential's been there. A lot of pressure on them this year, with, as you said, the head if, coach. If
2: J.C. Jackson can be a viable corner, he just disappeared last year. Got hurt. No, no. He was if he, terrible. He was, if he is viable, if he's 80% of what he was in New England, a playmaker, um, then I, I think they're a really good team. I don't know where he is coming back from the kneecap, but I was at the Monday
4: night game, uh, Broncos-Chargers, uh, and yeah. he got benched in that game. It was
2: ugly. No, he, I mean, he's, he, he's was, he came with a lot of baggage, a lot of stuff I wouldn't talk about on the yes, air. Yes, yes, yes. He's gone. He's had baggage. Yeah, and he got paid, so he's
4: not uh, – he wasn't as incentivized. So hopefully coming off the injury, he's good. Uh, all right, next up. Are you ready for this? The Spurs have listed Victor Wembenyama's height officially – Seven feet, three and a half inches, making him the second tallest NBA player this coming season. I don't know who the tallest is, but is it Taco Fall? Is he still in the league? Um, also, Wembenyama has grown half an inch in the last ten months, and he's only a teenager. So I don't could he grow another half inch? Um, this is insane. And you saw the picture earlier this week, him next to David Robinson, who
2: is seven one, and he made him look like. 6'3. Yeah.
4: That some of the images out there. Wembenyama standing next to uh, Mbappe, the great uh soccer player. I mean, he looks like a smurf
2: next to Wembenyama. If, if Wembenyama is still growing, you can't play him 82 games. Well you've got to you've got to be I mean that's almost alarming at this point. Like you gotta play him
4: 55 games. So Fox asked me to write about rookie of the year odds. And I said I would not bet Wembenyama, because you know you ca- I came around to what you were saying. The Spurs are probably gonna have him sit out. 30 games? I would. And so you, if he doesn't qualify for a Rookie
2: of the Year, I think he has to play like 66 or 65 games. My, he might not even hit that. You know I, wasting Can money? you do this? If you were the Spurs and you built in a bonus, we, we, we give you a million if you win Rookie of the Year. And they only play him 58, but his numbers are Rookie of the Year, and you just give it to him. Stan Kroenke did that a few years ago with one of the Ram players that he was hitting a bonus, but they wanted to rest him for the playoffs. And I think Stan just said, just give him the bonus. He's been a great okay. player, but we'd rather rest him and have him healthy to the playoffs. He may not win Rookie of the Year award because he doesn't qualify having played enough games. But if it had, if it was built into his contract and he had a great year and just said, kid, you hit these numbers, we're going to give you that. Don't worry about the, Because the bonus means as much as the silly plaque, doesn't it? Hey, Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong on it. I don't know. It's, you're right. It's probably
4: irrelevant. Like, we don't mention... Michael Jordan versus LeBron, were they rookie of the year? I'm pretty sure they nobody were. But nobody cares. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, do uh, you want to guess who I will be betting for rookie of the year? Take your time on this. Because Scoot's not going to get all the touches Correct. either. You
2: could go through the top couple so guys. So, LaMelo Ball, he's not rookie of the year. No, no, no. But he'll be furnishing Miller with a lot of nice passes That's an to finish. This I would This That's kind say- of a trick question. Chet
4: Holmgren sat out last season. Oh, give me he's a break! He's eligible this <laughs> year. Hey, he's—they're talking about him starting for OKC at seven. Well, he, sh- he should start. Yeah. Should so he? we're to seven-one. Chet Holmgren well, well, what's starting. What's crazy about that? Well, I mean, he didn't play a second last year. He was out injured the entire year, and now he's going to start on like a—they were a play-in team. Yeah, he's going to start. So Holmgren, Jokic was is the
2: best player in the league, and now Wembenyama, like. Have you, heard, something... have you heard Anthony Edwards may start for the T-Wolves? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, everybody's talking about it. <laughs> not,
4: not even close to the same. Final story. And, and listen, w- listen. this is the third straight day we've done baseball uh, in the news. Yankees pitcher Domingo Hermann yeah. made history last night, threw a perfect game in an 11-0 win over the Hapless Athletics. First perfect game in baseball since 2012. Here's the call in the final out.
1: And Herman, the righty, deals to the plate. Swung on
4: ground
2: ball to third. Donaldson's up with it. He throws to first. Domingo Herman
1: has pitched a perfect game. For the fourth time in the history of the New York Yankees, perfection attained. On a chilly night in Oakland, California, Domingo Herman has tossed the 24th perfect game in Major League history.
2: Yeah, well, the A's are kind of a triple A team, but did you hear the audience? That was like a roar from the A's
4: audience, which well, was like you know friends and family only. It looked like seven thousand people. Well, maybe.
2: I think in baseball because it's such a history-driven sport, mm. is that you do cheer if you go to a game, a regular season game, and watch something that's somebody hits for the cycle. If you went, if you went. To a bad baseball team, but you had tickets to watch the Yankees. The Yankees obviously drive the audience, right? When I was a kid, you went to Mariner games. When Reggie Jackson and the Yankees showed up, like that was the game. Okay, Nolan Ryan pitching. I think hitting's
4: different than pitching because pitching means they shut down your team. If some Astros pitcher comes in and was no-hitting the Dodgers, there's no way Dodgers fans are cheering for this. Well, guy. the Dodgers
2: oh. also win, but if you were for a crappy team, the A's, and and you were you went to the you were an A's fan, you went to the game, and a guy hit a homer, a triple a single, and he came up for the fourth time, wouldn't you be rooting for him to hit a double so you could say I got a ticket from a guy that hit the cycle? I, You know, I
4: root for the Am Jets I so I limit my crappy teams that I root for. But there's so only one I'm game a week that. for that.
2: Like baseball regular season, the idea, like, you know, I was there remember the years ago, I, I swear I was there. Is this another 70s a, reference? No, it was David Wright of the Mets made a barehanded catch or it was a great catch back up third against the Padres. I was there. And it was right in front of me. Oh, so you were and it like, was like cool. that's all I remember about the game. My son spilled a drink on me, and David Wright made a like an unbelievable catch. Like so, when you go, I didn't care. I just wanted to be part of something great and say I was at that game. Mm. Now in football, I just want my team to win, but in baseball, I would celebrate the opponent doing something historic, wouldn't I? It feels different. <laughs> I don't know what you. I mean, in Toronto when Kobe, when Let's Kobe had that. sixty and was hot in Toronto. Not kind of rooting for him to get 70? Well, Raptors fans at the time had won nothing. They were... What I'm saying know. is, Kobe has 73, 76. Aren't you kind of rooting for him to get p- over 80? I guess if you're a diehard, you were
4: like, can we stop this guy? Can we shut him down? Can we throw a double at him? Can we do something? You, do you want to be a footnote in Kobe's career? How many did he have in the 81? 81. 81. Right? Yeah, that's what the Raptors are best
2: known for. Not getting Kawhi and winning that lucky title. Football's different, though. There's one game a week it's all about winning. But I think when you go to a, I mean again, if you went a to a game games. in in when in Gretzky in his prime has two goals, you don't want to see a hat trick. You go to two hockey games a year as a kid. I want to see a hat trick from Gretzky and tell to my friends a, to a year or to a decade. Well, I mean most kids like oh. a me, small town kids, we don't we go to maybe one game every yeah, other year. I don't year. think I've taken my kids to a hockey game. Is that fun? Yeah, I've, I've never gone to a hockey game and not had a good time. We Girl, try to go Dodgers game every year, yeah, football if we can. Yeah, probably more NBA, fun. obviously. Hockey's good to go through with your wife. Why? It's kind of a couple sport. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a beer drinking, lot of energy, an occasional fight. It's fun. Hockey's fun. It's, it's one of the best be-there sports. Are you also, like, if you go out with the wife,
4: you want to go to, like, maybe a dive bar as opposed to, like, a trendy lounge with hot people? You'd rather go to, like, a dive bar where you might see, like, a fight or something?
2: <laughs> no, I want to go see hot people. Yeah, My wife has no interest just going to a sure. dive bar yeah. and I'm getting a into a bar, fight with myself. a long-haul trucker. <laughs> no, we just don't have any interest in that at all. Uh, J-Mac with the news.
1: Well, that's the news.
0: And thanks for stopping by.
1: The herd line News.
2: Does my wife like an upscale lounge with beautiful people and great apps or people fighting at a pool table? I don't know. I'll ask her. Uh, Live in L.A., it's The Herd. Thanks for listening to The Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for The Herd at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR.
1: Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this
4: promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that?
1: Yeah. Get your priorities straight.
4: Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already.
1: I don't care. Listen to it again.
4: Yeah, great point there, Tony. Anyway, Thank you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that, and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Time for another edition of NFL Pressure Cooker. There's a lot of coaches in this league. We always talk about hot seats. Who's on the hot seat? Who's Mm. not on the hot seat? So we'll throw out, you throw out the coaches, and I'll say high, medium, low pressure on this coach. Okay. Well, let's get started
4: with the guy with the most Super Bowl rings, Bill Belichick. How much pressure is on the
2: Patriots coach this season? I actually am rare. I think it's high. Yeah. He has a losing record and no playoff wins. Robert Kraft has been very public. They lost their number one receiver, Jacoby Myers. They have added no speed. So I, I'm. I think they're. gonna I, I I thought last year he would exert some pressure. If they have a losing record or finish fourth, Robert Kraft's not sitting around. And Mac Jones once again doesn't feel supported. I think Bills. I think they're going to have a conversation about Bill being a consultant more than a head coach. Oof. All right, how much pressure is on Jets coach Robert Salah this season? Maybe not fair, but I would say high pressure. Aaron Rodgers creates that four-time MVP. Two years coach, 11-23. and 23. It's an offensive league. He's a defensive coach. I do think he's very good at motivation and defense. I think he's a good guy. I think he looks and sounds the part, but you got to win games. Okay. How much pressure Cleveland coach Kevin Stefanski? They've been backsliding for a couple years now. I know. I'd say medium, though. He did win coach of the year. There's been a lot of turmoil. It's his first full season with Deshaun Watson. Um, Again, this organization I don't have great hopes for. I don't think Kevin's the issue. I think their GM and their coach are fine. I think they're they're put in difficult situations. I think he's a really good coach. I think he just has to he he has to deal with some nonsense upstairs. Yeah, I would take him with the Jets if
4: solid. I think know. he's a, I think he's a really good coach. How much pressure is on? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Kyle Shanahan this season.
2: Low pressure. NFC Championship three of the last four years. Um, by the way, he also because the Trey Lance uh, draft doesn't look like a good pick. Is the pressure on the GM? <laughs> I mean, he bought. I mean, he can always say, "Guys, you guys I, I didn't want him. I wanted Mac Jones." <laughs> That's a little card you can use if you bring up losing.
4: Okay. How about Brandon Staley? Any pressure on the Chargers coach?
2: The Spanos family. Dean Spanos hired him, so it's medium pressure. I think it should be high, but they're not going to fire him. He, he'll get every chance to succeed. Uh, you think? you got to take advantage of Justin Herbert on the rookie contract. That's why they went and spent money on J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. I think they're going to be very good, but the Spanos family chose him over Brian Dayball, so I think he's got another full year. How much pressure is on Baltimore Ravens coach John Harbaugh this season? Maybe shouldn't be, but I would say medium pressure. Mm. This is the best group of offensive help that Lamar Jackson's ever had. Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. They've got a new offensive coordinator. Lamar got paid, so you're not moving him. So the pressure now is, hey, the organization went all in on Lamar. They're not firing Lamar, so the coach now has to win. Mm, Interesting. Uh, How about Josh McDaniels with the Raiders? How much pressure? Super high. (laughs) Um, Never coached a winning team. Division's tough. Josh Jacobs not happy with him. Uh, Garoppolo deals. I, I do wonder if Josh, if privately, Josh McDaniels, hear me out on this, has tried to contact Mac Jones. Mm. Because ever since Josh Josh and Mac were very good, year one, Mac Jones, I mean, if you had a if you had a boss for one year and it was your best year, wouldn't you be talking all the time to your wife, to your friends, man, I miss him. Wow. I honestly, I really believe josh mcdaniel privately is trying to and by the way arizona's got all those picks next year arizona just may be a full-fledged tank well, why wouldn't the raiders just match it let's no. trade Devonte. If, if garoppolo plays g- they'll win games they well, have too if many good hurt, players if garoppolo gets hurt again uh all right what about uh mike mccarthy in dallas how much pressure jerry's patient but now that kellen moore's left and mike mccarthy has to call plays high pressure because everybody knows McCarthy, last 20 games as a play caller, 7, 12, and 1. And, and and now, it was such a public departure by Kellen Clemens. We're giving control of the offense to Mike McCarthy. Okay, but with that comes the responsibility to win. I think there's a lot of pressure. And Jerry tends to be pretty patient with his coaches. But I think he's he doesn't get to the playoffs, he's in trouble. Uh, how about Sean McDermott just got a new deal in Buffalo. Pressure? I think it's medium. I think it was high until he got a new contract. And I think the new contract makes it medium. Uh, Stephon Diggs offseason drama, is that going to unravel it? I mean, the Bills do have the second best record in the last three years in the league. He's a He turned this program around. You know, it's, it's the downside to getting really good fast. Is now the pressures on him, but I think the contract extension guarantees he's here for at least two more years. And the final one, how much pressure is on Dennis Allen in New Orleans this season? I think it's high because of Derek Kahn. Huh. I think with Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, there are realistic, uh, realistic expectations. But by the way, he has a career 15 and 38 record as a head coach in an offensive league. They were. I mean, let's, let's be honest. They were not efficient last year. It looked like they missed Sean Payton. When you had such offensive efficiency, and then you watch Sean leave, and it looks like that. So, I, I now, here's the other thing an owner has to consider. This is the worst division. We have the best roster. I mean, it's the best roster in that division. Nobody disputes that. Falcons and, are not that far behind, though, right? They got some talent on that team. So. Not defensively. No. So best roster, best quarterback, arguably best owner. What excellent GM, Mickey Loomis. Good scouting department. If they lose, who we who we blame it? Mm. I mean, I I think he may be in the most trouble. So, this is crazy.
4: I did not consider it, but just going through these, and we add Washington's Ron Rivera. You're looking at, like, six or seven potential head coaching jobs open next season. And the difference is, these aren't the dregs of the league. Patriots, that's a big-time franchise. Dallas. Obviously, the Jets have a lot of young talent. Dallas.
2: Chargers. Um,
4: Chargers would be the number one job. I can't imagine Harbaugh would be gone. Listen, but uh, New
2: Orleans with Derek Carr is a good job. Hey, the Raiders, if
4: things go super south and they get the number one or two pick, that's not a terrible job when you're doing a rebuild in, and you get the number one or two pick. So... This is—I mean, this is—we're is, not talking about like the Texans' job Do you is. You think open I'm and nuts that Josh McDaniels and Mac work together? Yeah, but who would you rather have, Mac Jones, uh, who's got—you got to pay him in like a year or two, right? This is his third year, or a quarterback on his
2: rookie deal? Well, it depends on who the quarterback on the rookie deal is. If it's Drake May, Caleb, what about Penix? Uh, I like Penix. Pennix like or it. Mac Jones? Penix probably. Yeah, but I think Penix is going to be a, a big-time franchise quarterback. So we'll that's not that's healthy. not bad mouthing Mac Jones. I think he's more talented.
4: Well, I'll bad Mac Jones. I don't think he's as good as Penix. I mean, Mac Jones again. What do you start one year in Alabama with, like one of the best receiving groups in the history of college
2: football? Go look at his rookie numbers. Very impressive. How, how many
4: years can we keep mentioning those? Well,
2: I can go back to my '70s baseball references. <laughs> you already said that's hemorrhaging Mac Jones audience. was
4: really good two years ago. Well, with McDaniel, that's well, my. What was the score of the playoff game? I forget. What do you do in that game in Buffalo? 47-17, I'm almost certain. Yeah. And it was like 42 nothing, or 41 nothing. whatever well, it was.
2: Well, yeah, if you remember, Belichick's defense literally didn't force Josh Allen to, to punt. punt. Well, yeah, 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 that's fair. Not a single punt. All right, that Patriots draft from last year, I was looking <laughs> at it this morning before the show. It's insane. It's fun. Three guards, two kickers. Get
4: together and bash teams. That's fun. <laughs> Double the fun.
2: It's the herd. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder Gainbridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at gainbridge.io. I've been telling you about Dakova's boots for a long, long time. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Dakovas. But now they also have a gift for my listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of 100 bucks at Tacovas.com. Just use the code HERD at checkout. All you got to do, H-E-R-D. That's H E R D at com, T E C O V A S dot com, and point your toes west.